Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, friends. I'm Ashley Kramer. And I'm Brittany Labby. And this is More Than a Season podcast. With the help of men and women across all sports and levels, we dive deep into the highs and lows of the sports industry. No topic is off limits as we discuss the struggles and stereotypes while celebrating the successes and community that comes with this lifestyle. So whether you're a coach's or athlete's significant other or just enjoy talking about sports, you are welcome here. Let's take a look beyond the season and get started with today's episode. This is Ashley and Brittany, and we are your hosts of more than a season podcast. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. We are, we're kind of tired today. Yes, we're a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I wish y'all could see, uh, we're looking a little rough on the recording here, but we're doing our best and we're here and we're happy to be here. Yes. I'm glad (laughs) that we don't do video today. I'm really glad. Yeah, no video. No, we we had an exciting weekend. It always feels good to go into a bye week with a win, which I feel like we really needed this because of the morale and just spirit of everything. Yeah, we had some tough last two games before this past weekend. We had some tough losses that should have probably been wins. And so I think having this win and then going into a bye week, like you said, is just the best feeling. We are the soap opera team likes to like take it down to like (laughs) the last couple minutes. So if you ever get stuck and you're like, I don't know what football game I should watch, you should always tune over to ours because it's something crazy going on every time. (laughs) It gives us a million gray hairs every game and literally almost have a heart attack every time they're out there for the four hours that they're out there. So it's always fun. <laughs> it is always fun. We had our latest episode release and we talked about, if you've missed it, please go check it out. But Brittany and I basically opened up and chatted about um, all of the things that we deal with um, on a day-to-day and just really uh, put it all out there on the table. And I was kind of shocked by how many people uh, responded and connected because maybe that's just me being naive, but you know, sometimes you feel like you're the only one. Yeah, I really did feel that way too. And I think that it was interesting to hear their stories and hear their perspectives and how they related to the episode with both of us or maybe just one of us. And I think that's so crazy to feel like, you know, you're the only person to come to find out like there's a million people that are going through the same thing as you. And I think that's just another sign that everything, everyone is going through something. And I was talking to one of you about that. It's like everyone's going through something and you don't know what someone else is going through. So it's always best to lead with kindness and then to get to know people and to maybe hear their stories and not just judge them from the outside. Yeah, I got a message and it was very sweet, all sweet intentions behind it. But I got a message and it was basically like, well, we always thought that you girls had it all together because it's such a highlight reel. Like Brittany and I always try to be ourselves though, like whether we're making goofy dancing videos or trying to relate to the sport industry in some way. But I think that it goes to show you that, um, 
you don't know what's going on behind the scenes most of the time. And so I thought it was really eye-opening someone to say that to me because I always see it on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I think they're, you know, if you know that person, you're like, oh, they're going through this or they're Mm -hmm. actually going through that. But a lot of people didn't know that that's something that we deal with. Right. I think that's so crazy. And I think it's interesting and and what makes us really want this podcast to grow and flourish and these are the things that we want to really focus on is being real and being honest and we say that all the time but this is about us telling you our journeys it's about bringing on people that have their own stories to share and really opening up that barrier and being really vulnerable with this with this whole sports industry we want to know all the things that people feel we want to know everything that they're going through and we don't want to sugarcoat anything I think that's how this industry has become so glamorized is that we've sugarcoated it for years and years and years and years and we know that we're not gonna completely stop everything and change it but we would love to make a difference and so with that I guess if you guys know anybody or if you yourself are wanting to be on the podcast we are really trying to focus in on topics and we're trying to Mm -hmm. hone in on just like one idea per episode yeah we love interviewing everyone and hearing their journey and their story. So we're not taking away that aspect because we don't find value in it. We are just trying to focus more on a topic because it's something that we can really take the time to dive deep into and appreciate and just kind of educate ourselves a little bit more. And I think that we have seen such great response from doing that because we're all trying to not only like keep up with each other, like and learn each Mm -hmm. other's journeys, but we're all trying to focus in and like improve or find out about, and we're all like naturally curious people. So I feel like doing the topics, we think that that's been so great. It's such a great change. And and y'all seem to like it too, because our episode numbers and downloads and things like that are going up. And like we've mentioned before, that's really important, obviously, to grow the podcast, to continue to podcast. And so we really appreciate all of the support that you all give us, any reviews, any things like that. It definitely does not go unnoticed. And so if you have time to download and subscribe to our podcast, that means the world to us. If you write a review, that means even more. And if you recommend it to a friend, that means the most. So I think just continuing to grow this platform and continue to grow this community is really of the utmost importance to us. So if you know anybody, share our podcast with them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And we are so excited just about our um, interview that we have today. We're going to dive into the NFL world again. Um, We kind of are new still to that world. And even though we've done a couple interviews, just interviewing a player's significant other, I feel like we're still learning about Mm -hmm. that lifestyle. (laughs) Yes. And we're excited because she has her own boutique called Fangirl Clothing. And it is a clothing boutique all about the sports industry and all about supporting their husbands, boyfriends, fiancés of the NFL, and also just women that love sports and want to have something cute to wear to a game. And so we're really excited to hear her perspective on how she has come up with this business, how she's doing in this business. And it's a really interesting perspective from our end. Yeah. So you guys will really enjoy this episode and we will see you on the other side. Hello, hello. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. 
We are so excited. You know, it's our favorite time of the week and we love sharing episode after episode, but we have a very special guest and we're going to let her introduce herself. Hi everyone. My name is Morgan Mead. I am engaged to Logan Wilson. He is a linebacker for the Cincinnati Bengals. So we currently live in Kentucky, right over the river from the stadium. I am originally from Colorado, but Logan and I both went to school at the University of Wyoming, and that is where we met. Awesome. So have you guys just been at Cincinnati the whole time? Have you moved around? What has that been like? Yeah, he got drafted here 2020, and this is our second season here. Okay, so I have to ask, why why Wyoming? Like, why did you pick <laughs> Wyoming if you're from Colorado? That just seems so, like, <sighs> random to yeah. me. So why Wyoming? I know. I know. Seriously. So I cheered and ran track all growing up. And so I went to school there and cheered and ran track. And I wanted to go somewhere far enough away where I wasn't 20 minutes from home where my parents could come and see me all the time, or I could just drive home any second. But I also wanted to be close enough where if I wanted to go home one weekend, it wasn't like, okay, I need to book a flight or things like that. So Um, Wyoming was an hour and 45 minutes from my hometown. And I felt like that was a really good distance. I had went up there for some camps for cheer and I fell in love with it. I grew up in a farm town, farming community. My dad is a dairy farmer. And so it just felt like home truthfully. Yeah. Wyoming is so beautiful too. So I bet you that was nice. Not that Colorado is not beautiful, but Wyoming is definitely beautiful. So that's awesome that you got to experience that too. Gorgeous. (laughs) And so you guys met at college. So how did that happen? Tell us all about like how he, you know, what he made the first move. What happened with that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it was right after the spring game, my senior year, I had just gotten out of a relationship. And so I was like, I do not want a boyfriend at this time. Like I just like wanted to have a fun summer with my friends, whatever. And we went to a like family barbecue after the spring game my parents obviously in Colorado they knew a lot of the players at Wyoming's family a lot of kids that went to school around me went to Wyoming for football so it was always super fun we always knew a bunch of the parents so after the spring game we went to his name's Cooper Roth his house for a family barbecue Logan was there my mom had been drinking and Logan was standing in the corner by himself. He like has sunglasses on, not talking to anyone. And Logan was like a big deal at Wyoming. So everyone like knew who he was. Well, my mom went up and just started talking to him. She didn't know it was him. And she was like, why are you just standing in the corner by yourself? Like whatever. And long story short, she was like, well, what's your name? And he's like, Logan Wilson. And she was like, oh my gosh, my daughter talks about you all the time. So Logan always wears a cross necklace. And that's something I've always admired about him is he really stands strong in his faith. And so my mom told him, she was like, my daughter really admires your faith and like you being so open about it. And then that night we went downtown and we drank a lot, (laughs) just had like so much fun. And yeah. That's the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. I would have been like, mom, what are you doing? Like, did you oh see my. her having this conversation? Because you knew she had a couple in her. So you're like, oh no, like what is <laughs> oh, happening? Yeah. yeah. And she can talk to anyone. I love that woman, but she can literally talk to anyone. It's a good thing. 
but I saw her over there and I was like, my mom is talking to Logan Wilson right now. Like what is going on? And then, yeah, still to this day, I'm like, mom, thank you. Like, yeah, <laughs> if it wasn't for, yeah, if it wasn't for her talking to him, I doubt, I mean, maybe we would have found a way, but. So was there like some type of stereotype that you like put on like him without even knowing? I mean, everyone does it naturally. I feel like when you come to athletes in college, they have this stereotype, which it's not always true, of course, but did you oh, have yeah. that kind of in your mind? Like when y'all went like started dating or things like that, you're like, I don't know yeah. about you. Like, yeah. what this so is that was kind of why I was like, at first I was like, I don't want a relationship right now. I had dated a football player prior to him and it just was not a good relationship. And all my friends had never had good like interactions with football players. I was really good friends with a lot of football players, but I knew so many of them and their intentions. And so I told Logan, like after that night, we had like hung out that weekend and like probably a month had went by and we were kind of like, well, what are we doing? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm actually scared to like get into this relationship. And so we kind of like went back and forth for a couple months and he never stopped pursuing me. I mean, literally I told him, I was like, I don't want anything. Just like leave me alone practically. <laughs> and I just don't want to like focus on myself right now. But in my heart, I knew that Logan was the one. I just think that I was in like not a healthy state at that time, just like getting off of that breakup and all of that. So yeah, really taking that time because I knew if we would have started dating then, I don't know, mentally, I wouldn't have been able to give him what I knew I could give him. And so we like went back and forth a couple months and then the end of summer, my mom was like, and my mom at the beginning too, she was like, Morgan, you always date football players. Like, I think you should maybe take a step away from him. And like, I don't know, she didn't want me to get hurt. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that summer, when my mom really got to know him too, she was like, Morgan, you need to like snatch this boy <laughs> up because he is everything that you want in someone. And if he gets away, like you will forever regret it. Oh. And so I did, I texted him. It was during fall camp. And I was like, cause he had asked me on a date like a while ago. And I was like, do you still want to go on that date? And he was like, yeah, I really would. And then it was all good after that. Well, I love that you were able to like have that conversation with yourself and with your parents and like with him yeah. be like open and honest about that. Cause I feel like that's really hard when you're really into somebody and they're really into mm -hmm. you and you're kind of like, yeah. you don't feel like it's 100% the right decision in that moment to like take a step back and reevaluate. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's awesome that you were able to do that and then realize, okay, yeah, this is what I want. Like this is where we're oh, going. Oh yeah. Even his sister, like I we've talked about this and she was like, Morgan, I told Logan to like go for someone else. Cause from the outside, I think people thought that I was just like stringing him along and I mean, I'm sure that's what it seems like if you didn't know the situation. And he even told like his sister, he's like, Payne, I don't want anyone else. That's the thing. So like, I will wait until she's ready. And so like knowing that I was like, this man is just a good one. <laughs> so, so did you have like when you guys actually started dating and things like that? And I know that you, you kind of had that in between period, but 
were you still kind of hesitant or did you have people that were hesitant about your relationship? Because I feel like there's such a strong stereotype about athletes and you've even mentioned it, but there is sometimes that vision that people don't have trust within Mm -hmm. their relationships when they're an athlete. So did you have people from the outside being like, hey, like, are you nervous about him doing X, Y, Z since he is so well known and stuff like that? I never did truthfully, because I think when you meet Logan, like you just know he has the biggest heart for me and his family and his loved ones. And I always make fun of him, but like, he's the biggest rule follower. I know like he just, he's never someone that will like break a rule or anything like that. And so those thoughts like have never even like crossed my mind with him. I did though, when we first started dating, this was before he had got drafted a girl that I went to school with, she was over at our house and she made a comment to me. She was like, you know, when he gets drafted, like he could literally have anyone he wants. And like, you're okay with that. Some comment like that. And like that kind of settled in. And I definitely had some like self-worth. I don't know. Like I contemplated it. I was like, am I pretty enough? Like, do I fit this like stereotype? Cause there are beautiful women out there that are dating NFL players or any professional athlete for that matter. And you see it on Instagram, social media. And I know that I'm beautiful, but I also think that like my heart and just like what I stand for, like all of that, I had to remember he loves me for everything that I am. And if he wanted a different person, he would go and get a different person. And I knew that he wouldn't be pursuing me if that's what he wanted. And so I've always had comfort and peace in that. And if anyone ever makes those comments, like I have who Logan is to stand on and just to remember. So, yeah, that's, I think you put that in like a great, great way because we just are always curious what happens from that transition. I think it's Mm -hmm. interesting that some women, I mean, I'm sure guys do it with women athletes too, but they just get so bold. I don't know, like with DMS and things like that, thinking that something would come. Gosh, I know that blue check Mark. Yes. (laughs) get all hyped up over the blue check mark but I'm sure you have heard like stories and things like that where they get Mm -hmm. messages and so oh yeah you know I just I think that that's that's great that y'all have your relationship to stand on so for Mm -hmm. that transition from college to NFL when um he did get drafted so how did you decide like okay I'm gonna follow where he goes and I'm going to have a career where he's at. So how did you kind of make that choice? Yeah. So ours is actually an interesting story too. I wasn't done with school when he drafted. So he got drafted COVID year. So I got my degree in elementary education and then I got my minor in business. Well, I was done with all of my coursework, but I was supposed to do my student teaching that upcoming fall, which would have been his first season. I sat down with him and I had been talking to my parents a ton. And realistically, I would not have been able to go to any games um, unless for some reason our school year, like we didn't have school on a Monday or something like that. That killed me. Like his first year not being able to be there for him. We also, he had a German shepherd all throughout college. Now he's ours, but like he wouldn't have been able to take soldier with him because there wouldn't have been someone here to take care of him and just all of the things. And so I asked my parents, I was like, do you think that this would be like a possibility if I were to push my student teaching back until January? So then when the off season came around, we would both go back to Laramie. He would train at the university and I could finish my degree. 
because that was something very important to me. Like, even though I'm not teaching right now, I like worked so hard for that degree and I wasn't, I was a semester away. So I wasn't like, I don't want to not get it. Like I want to get it, but could I take like a semester? And I still took classes that semester. They were just online to finish my business minor. So I remember we were driving and I hadn't even told Logan that he knew that I like wanted to do this, but I had to petition to move my student teaching back. And so I had petitioned to move it back and I had gotten the email that it was confirmed. And so I told Logan and he, I mean, literally started like banging his head on his steering wheel, like honking the horn because so weird. I don't know why that was his reaction, but he was so excited. And again, I think from the outside, a lot of people were probably like, Morgan, like you're following this boy, whatever. And you like, I mean, at that point we were just dating. We weren't engaged at that point. And in my heart, I was like, I know this is the man that I'm going to be with forever. And like, I don't want to miss this first season. Like it's huge. And so I did get a job. I nannied for a family here while he was training and all of that. And it was the best decision I ever made. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I went back in January, finished my student teaching, got my degree. And so, yeah, it was definitely a big decision. But like I said, I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah, I feel like it's such a old-fashioned view, I guess, that you Mm -hmm. should get married or get engaged and then follow somebody. And I feel like I used to think that way too. And my boyfriend and I, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's still my boyfriend and I've now followed him to two states. So I think that it's just a different time. And Mm -hmm. I think it's whatever you feel in your heart you can do and then be okay with if things, you know, don't shake out, then you're like, okay, I'm cool with moving back. But I think for everyone, it's different. And I love that you were able to, you know, really realize like, this is what I want. And this is what I want to go for. And I'm going to go follow him. And I'm still going to be able to pursue Mm -hmm. my own thing. Because in this industry, a lot of times people lose track of themselves. And so I love that you still were able to do your own thing as well. And with the transition, I guess, from college to NFL, I want to talk about that. What was that like for you and seeing him out there? It's a completely different atmosphere. So what was that transition like? Yeah, my goodness. Um, So his first year, I'm not going to lie, it was rough. For one, the transition into like how much he was gone, because I didn't know. I didn't know like what it was going to look like. Granted, it was COVID year, so he had all of his meetings at home. So I was... I mean, I got lucky with that because he was home. I mean, he obviously was in meetings. I wasn't around him, but I think one of the biggest things, like I said, is how much they're gone. It just like, it really surprised me how much they're traveling me having to stay by myself when he's at away games. I'm thankful that we have dogs because felt safe with them, but that transition. But then I think the transition for him was hard on me in the sense like, the defense that the Bengals have is completely different than what he played in college. And so he was having to learn a completely new system. Mm -hmm. I could see his confidence wasn't what it was in college. I think that COVID was scary. Like he was having to go in every single day to test. That's not putting your confidence at where Mm -hmm. it should be. Um, Having to play in empty stadiums. Like I could tell it was taking such a toll on him and knocking his confidence down in himself and it just it broke my heart and so transitioning into this year now I can see his love for the game coming back and Mm -hmm. like 
I think that that just like overflows into every aspect of our life. But I don't know. I think obviously we had a big transition in the sense of he's from Wyoming. And so he was two hours from home. We had never moved this far away. That was a huge transition. I have never been to Ohio before. I never in a million years would have thought I'd be living in Kentucky. So that was big. I would say leaving all my friends. I had all my college friends that, I mean, most of them are in my wedding. That was really hard having to meet all new people. But I look at like that gray area of that transition and then where I'm at now, where we're at. And it's like, yeah, it was tough, but I'm so thankful we went through it and we got through it. And truly like during it, I mean, I would pray for friendships. I would pray for like what you said, like women losing themselves. Like I wanted to find something that like I was passionate about and wanted to do. I loved nannying, but I was like, I'm not going to nanny for the rest of my (laughs) life. And so, yeah, I'm kind of going everywhere, but there was just so many little pieces of transition that really last year were hard, but I would say this year I like, I mean, I'm so happy with where we're at. Mm -hmm. So I always laugh because like, when you move in with a boy, you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. man, but there's a lot of things that you don't realize that comes with living with a boy. And so (laughs) it's so funny because you're like, how did I not see like the little, it's like the little things, whether it be Mm -hmm. like laundry, I don't know, just like that you figure out. But I feel like every couple in the sports industry goes through it, this, this like gray period where you're trying Mm -hmm. to figure out this like routine. And then you're trying to figure out your relationship. Like, well, you're never here. So then you have to learn how to communicate. (laughs) So it's a lot. Okay. So you have all these, these players on a team and it's Mm -hmm. very competitive and cutthroat. So how do you keep that boundary line of like, okay, this is a business. We're all competing Mm -hmm. to be on the roster and play, but then friendship. Yeah. Still. I want to be your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the women with the Bengals are absolutely amazing. Like I've said, we've only been here. So I do not know what it's like anywhere else. I have heard different things of other teams and I can just say that I'm so thankful to be where we're at when it comes to I don't know, like making the roster and all of those things, both Logan and I are the type of people that we just want the best for everyone around us. Like God forbid that day came where let's say we didn't make the roster, but our best friends made the roster. Like obviously we would be sad for our situation, but we would be so happy for their situation. I think that the thing I struggle with the most is like, I just have a fear of I've made all of these amazing friendships and he's made all these amazing friendships with the guys. And like, if one of them were cut or we were cut, it's like having to like retransition all of your life again into making all these new friends and everything like that. Like one of my best friends here, Kayla, literally one night she wasn't answering my text messages. And I was like talking to Logan. I'm like, babe, something is wrong. Like, what if they got cut? like literally had a dream that night then that they got cut and I was freaking out. She's like, Morgan, I just like shut my phone off. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like not a big deal, but it's hard because like, they're like your lifeline. I mean, they're the only people that really know what you're going through, what it's like to be with the Bengals, all of those things. So yeah, I think that like the team environment here is amazing. The women, um, we have a Bible study that we all do together and that has really brought us like super close 
And again, I truly like, I don't think of it as like a competition of like, who's making the roster at the end of the day. Like we're all trying to make the roster. We're all like in the same position. So I just really want the best for all of them. And I know they would say the same for us. That's awesome. I feel like, yeah, like you said, not every team is the same. And so it's mm-hmm. awesome that you have that community, especially when you're first starting yeah. out in this industry to have I agree. those women to rely on. Is it like a rookie thing for you as well? Like I know for obviously the guys, like they're rookies. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little bit of a difference between like not even like treating them different, but it's, you know, like kind of a joking like, oh, you're the rookie type of thing. Yeah. Do they have that for the yeah. women? Is there like a little bit of a step down or what does that look like? Yeah, I honestly don't feel that here like at all. And which is crazy because I feel like, like I said, I have heard with other teams that that's kind of how it is. Like you're like the rookies and whatever. But when we came here, Chloe Bernard, Giovanni Bernard, he isn't with us anymore, but he played like nine or 10 seasons here. Right when we got drafted, she texted me or no messaged me on Instagram. And she was like, welcome. Like I'm going to add you to a team text message with all of the women. Like we have Bible study on this days. And it was, everyone was just welcoming us with like open arms. And I don't know. I never felt that like, Oh, I like, I feel like we have to prove ourselves or we're Mm -hmm. like, the underdogs here and anything you needed. I know women moving here, if they need a family doctor or anything, they just text our group and give them all the resources that we have. And like with the guys, even, I guess they had to do like a rookie dinner where the linebackers all went out and then the rookies had to split it. But other than that, Logan has never really said much about like feeling secluded or mm-hmm. anything. That's so awesome. I don't know. I think we're very, very blessed to be where we are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome because we, we have heard just like yeah. over time, if you're a rookie, if you're married, if you're not married if different categories. And I think that's awesome that you're a part of a team where it's just all in one, because yeah. honestly, at the end of the day, it's just you are there to support each other. So I think that's so cool that you guys have that. Has there been a mentor, like someone that is older that you've kind of found that you admire? Oh my gosh. Yes. Grace (laughs) Allen. Um, she's like, like everything I want to be when I grow up, she, this is her first year here and I followed her forever before. And she is just like the biggest light and the biggest like breath of fresh air. I don't even know how to describe it, but she's amazing and truly just how she carries herself, how she carries her family, her wisdom. Like I said, she's just a light, like she just wants to spread like positivity to everyone. We'll always be there to help you the way she raises her kids. I mean, it's all amazing. And she also just speaks truth into the sports industry. Like if I have a question or something like that. I know she will always be honest with me, even if it's not what I want to hear. So yeah, definitely Grace Allen. She's a good one. (laughs) That's good that you have somebody like that, that you can look up to. It's important. I feel like when you're first starting out. So I kind of want to pivot a little bit. So you have a clothing boutique. You own a clothing boutique. And I want to hear about how that started, like where that idea came from and where you're at right now with it. Yeah. So crazy, crazy story back in college. So like I said, I got a minor in business because I love teaching, but I always kind of knew I wanted to own some sort of business. My mom is self-employed. My dad is self-employed. My aunt and uncle own their own business. So it just kind of runs in our family. 
And in college, my best friend, Mariana and I, we, we lived together my last year in college. And we would always talk about like back then there's not that many like custom game day apparel companies out there. I think at the time there, one of the biggest ones was like game day couture. And I don't even know if they have any like custom stuff. We would just talk about it all the time. She had the most amazing ideas for it. Well, then we got drafted. She's back in Wyoming still. We just never were able to like actually work it out. Fast forward, I had followed Fangirl Clothing on Instagram forever. So I'm not like the original owner of it. I didn't start it. But one day they came out and said that we are no longer going to be doing it anymore. Like their lives had just been taking them in different directions. It was something that they had started like right out of college. And myself, Logan, his mom and stepdad, we were at a Rockies game. And this was, I believe, back in April, April, May. And I showed his mom, Carla, that like they weren't doing it anymore. And she was like, why don't you message them and see if they'd sell it? I don't even think that they had thought about that. And so I just messaged them and I was like, would you guys ever consider selling your company? And fast forward again we worked out a deal and I bought fangirl clothing from them. And so, yeah, so now I'm the owner of fangirl clothing and I love it so much. I can't even tell you how much like joy it brings me for one, like seeing the women in the pieces, but also just like going and buying wholesale pieces that I think are cute and trendy and fun and being able to customize them and put different people's names on them, numbers, teams, all of those things. It's so fun. And like I had said last year, I nannied, I just kept praying. I was like, I want to do something that like is flexible. I can do it from here. I can do it during the off season. And this opportunity came and yeah, I've just been running with it and it's amazing. It's super cool that it just kind of fell into your lap that it was able to do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I think that with the customized pieces, I know that that comes with a lot of labor and like hours. So how does it work? You get the piece of clothing and you get an order, Mm -hmm. somebody submits it. And then are you like personally doing it, putting it together, shipping it off? All those things are through you. Yeah, so I'm a one woman show. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will order the pieces. So let's say I ordered a t-shirt. I will customize it normally either with Wilson, um, which is Logan's last name, or like my friend Kayla, I'll put her husband's last name on it or something. We'll go out and take some pictures and then I'll upload them on the website, put all of the descriptions on there, make sure that it says all the right things for how they can customize it. And then, yeah, people can go on to Fangirl Clothing and they customize it. And then I'll get the order, whatever they want on it. I will cut it out with a Cricut machine and put it on and ship it off. I love the small business stuff. I love that. I think that's awesome. I love it. It's fun. It's fun. And so I'm sure you have a bunch of clothing with Wilson on the back of it now. Like you have a million outfit (laughs) options for game day. Literally. I know. And I like, I'm like, there's not enough games for me to wear all the things, but so that's okay. So how many hours do you think you put into it? Like from, you know, day to day, I'm sure your day looks differently because somebody could put an order in on a Sunday Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you have to turn it around in a certain amount of time. So what does that look like for your schedule? Yeah. So I normally I'll wake up. I try to work out first thing in the morning because if I don't, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would say I start around like nine or 10 and then I'll 
oh gosh, probably work for like two or three hours. But again, it's all dependent. Mm -hmm. Some days I'm like, I have no orders. Some days I have 15 orders that I have to get out. But yeah, I'll normally work like two to three hours, have lunch, walk the dogs. And then um, whatever I didn't finish, I'll try to get done just before five because that's when the post office closes. So everything I do that day, I try to send out that day. Mm-hmm. And I really try to keep it like two to three day turnaround time. Cause I know for me, like if I order something on Monday, I'm like, I really, really want it for this like coming game this Sunday yeah. or something. So I try to be as fast as possible. And it's nice because like I said, he's gone so mm-hmm. much. And so it keeps me very busy and I don't feel like I'm missing out on time with him. I normally don't make anything on Saturday and Sunday because Saturdays he's home most of the day. And then Sundays, obviously we're at games, but Monday through Friday, I would say most days I have at least like three or four orders that have to go out. Wow. Have you ever messed up an order? Like, have you ever messed up something and had to like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. One time I spelled a girl's name wrong and she she messaged me and she was like, this totally could have been my fault, but it's spelled wrong. And I was like, no, girlfriend, that was definitely me. I'm so sorry. That's so funny. So, but I really, I try to look over it many times and also, like, if something is ever my fault, I'll either make a new one and send it or if they want to just be refunded for it. One of our friends actually did like a custom order one time and said, yeah. like, you know how in the customization box you put like, I don't know, the name or whatever. Well, yeah. the person wrote no thank you, like, like no thank you to like no customization. Oh. <laughs> and the shirt came out, no thank, no you, thank you on the back. And we were like, Oh gosh. So hopefully it can happen. I feel like it totally can happen, but hopefully our listeners, um, on this episode, they'll hear it and now you'll be getting more than 15 orders a day. So (laughs) So do you do like any, it doesn't matter sport level. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. You just do all customization for these pieces. Yep. Anything you want. So for example, like I have a oversized like crew neck sweatshirt and on it there's a number in the middle of the chest and then the last name on the sleeve I had a girl she did her new last name and then the date that they got married like the day of the month that they got married I've had bridesmaids order stuff so completely out of like Mm -hmm. the sports industry for like a bridal party or things like that yeah I've had people order the stuff for themselves even just with their last name on it um not to support someone else I had a girl that runs track. Uh, I don't remember what college she was at, but she wanted to have a sweatshirt with her name on it. So yeah, completely customized to whatever anyone would want. That's amazing. So where do you see this going? Where do you see your business growing to? Because it sounds like you're making really great relationships with people because you remember all of these facts that I feel like I would not (laughs) remember. So that's awesome. But where do you see this like going to? What's your vision for it? Just to keep growing, honestly, I just, I want to see more people in it. Like I said, when I get tagged in pictures on Instagram or like in stories or things like that, and girls are just like glowing, wearing fangirl and supporting someone. When I started fangirl, I had this vision of, and this hopefully will come to life one day, but some sort of saying that stands behind, especially women that are supporting someone in the NFL or professional baseball, hockey, whatever that may be, that like, I see you, like, I see what you're doing. I see the hard work that goes behind the scenes because people don't like Mm -hmm. people see them on the field on Sundays or whatever that may be, whatever sport you're in. And 
they don't see the Monday through Friday, what you are doing to support them, making them breakfast, making their lunch, sending it with them, having dinner ready, but making sure the house is cleaned. There's just so much that people don't like realize or think about. And I just, I want women to feel seen and I want them to know that they couldn't do it without you. And so that's kind of my hope is that for one, when women wear these things that they know, like, like I see you. And then also, like I said, I would really love to come out with something that just, like I said, they couldn't do it without you. So Mm -hmm. you play a very important role in what they're doing. Love the way that you said all that, because that's basically why we started our podcast was because we felt there was so much glamour to the sports industry, but then we're behind Mm -hmm. the scenes trying to keep it together, but also try to serve like a bigger purpose because we've been given like this platform and it's like, we're Mm -hmm. all trying to make it out there. So how in the world can we take our perspective and spin it towards something positive. And so mm-hmm. that's why we, we originally, Brittany, have I said it before, but we originally were just going to do football because mm-hmm. that's kind of where we started. That's where we're at in college football. And so yeah, we started interviewing and I think our first interview that was different was baseball. My jaw hit the table because I was yeah. like, what are we doing? There's so many sports. And so Brittany was like, why don't we do everyone? And that's kind of what we have done with our podcast as well. So I think that's great that you were trying to provide Mm -hmm. this statement piece of Mm -hmm. this is who we are. Yeah. And when you do, you should let us know because we would love to partner with you on that because I think that our audience would love to wear your pieces or something like that. So once you come out with that saying, I I think our whole audience would love to wear something like that too, because we get, we get messages all the time about people, like all the work that you put into it and people Mm -hmm. don't see that. They don't see their work. They don't see your work. So it's, it's really cool that we have this community to lean on each other, but we always ask this question. Okay. (laughs) If you were to go back in time and tell yourself just starting out in this industry, one thing that you've learned, what would you say? I would say my biggest thing, and I have to tell myself this every day, is just always to stay true to who I am. There's a lot of money in the industry, and there's a lot of glitz, and there's a lot of glamour, and there's nice bags, and nice cars, and nice shoes, and all the things, but at the end of the day, like, it really doesn't matter. I mean, who I am, and you guys said it, like, we're given this platform I hope that I influence someone. I hope that I try to make someone a better person or something like that. I want people to look at myself and I want people to look at Logan and be like, they're still Morgan and Logan. Like they haven't Mm -hmm. changed. They're not like these people that they're too good for us now or anything like that. And so, yeah, I think that I would tell myself to just stay true to who I am and you don't have to get caught up in all of the things that come with this lifestyle. Obviously, I mean, I like a nice bag. <laughs> I'm like, I like those things. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, that's that's not what life is about. Yeah, that's very well put. I think there's a lot of shiny distractions that come mm-hmm. with the NFL or just the sports industry in general when oh, you get yeah. to the professional stage, when you get to that point. But we appreciate you coming on and sharing. Yeah, thank you Thank so you guys much. so much. Yes, thank you. And thank you to everyone that's listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode on More Than a Season Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season Podcast for the latest updates. If you enjoyed this episode, please download, subscribe, or leave us a review on your choice of platform. See you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.